Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, live from the Buggy Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And our producer, William Jeffries. And today, we'll be talking about four matters. Is it a blessing or killing the art of writing beautiful code? I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about four matters. Are you anti-formatting? Are you for it? When you hear formatter, Dave, what are some thoughts that come into your head? Is it you easy? Know, ah, yes. Yeah. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> They've taken my job yes. of deciding between the tab and the space and how many of those tabs in the spaces and also the carriage return. And I don't really miss it. I wasn't comfortable with it at first, but I'm okay with it, you know? I think we talked about this like Chrome My Tats, episode 98, mm-hmm. mainly talking about linting, but we we're starting to get introduced to these things. And now, been a couple of projects where I've used them and I think it's all right, you know? I'll play devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a real loss when you hand over all of the nuance and subtlety of formatting to a machine that just standardizes everything. Like, I think very often the beautiful formatting work that some other engineer has done gets replaced by garbage when you introduce mm. prettier. Right. Formatting is a tool that we have as engineers in order to communicate meeting more effectively to other engineers that have to read and maintain our code. And black and prettier and other kinds of formatters take away that tool from you. You know what I dislike, though? I agree with you that you typing the code that has been typed rather in the way that you did it. Everyone has their own way of knowing how code should look like. What I dislike, though, is when those callouts happen in a PR that hold up features which is why I often would just say, hey, I think we need a formatter for something, right? Like, you know, some people, they put a space after the curly brace or like they don't end the file with the new line and all sorts of these other things that can hold up your feature from being merged because someone has an opinion on how code should look. And I think that oftentimes when that blocker becomes a thing that we have to deal with, then it's like, all right, well, then let the machine do that for us. And it becomes really, really difficult. It's like correcting someone for their handwriting. I find that to be like, dude, if I write this way, leave me alone. Like as long as you can understand (laughs) what's on the piece of paper, what's wrong with that? I think this is a good argument for both linters and formatters that it takes away the friction of having to correct somebody's style by creating some guidelines that everybody agrees to be bound by. I definitely can relate to the frustration of having somebody who just has a different sense of style than you, like nitpicking your PRs. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's nice to just do away with that whole problem. Right. But I mean, sometimes there is an alternate approach to formatting your code that is just clearer. You know what I'm talking about when people have like a Ruby hash or JavaScript object? And they will add extra spaces so that the beginning of the keys all line up. So it's really easy to scan and see which keys, like what the values are, yeah. like how the values vary. Right. That's the kind of thing where like there are some circumstances where doing that is really good for clarity and some circumstances where it's really bad. And right. like 
that is a judgment call that I don't think you're ever going to be able to teach a robot to do for you. Right. Right. Like, I guess if you want to be able to have that control, then you can have a looser restriction in like a linting rule, like a line limit, and leave it at that. And then the risk is that you may have some disagreement on the team about when that's appropriate or maybe even if that's appropriate to have that kind of spacing. I know I've seen that like in imports also and other places. Like some people love it and they just sprinkle it all over the place, like lining things up with white space. And it can be helpful, but I do generally value consistency above all things. So that's kind of why I like the code formatting, even though sometimes it does run on my file and I am aghast by what it has done, like where it's just like, oh, you know what you need? You need more line breaks. Like everything needs a line break and there's going to be like one word on each line and your 10 line function is now 50 lines. And it's like, what did you do? (laughs) Yeah, I think we've all had that moment where you run your formatter and are horrified by the choice it's made. It's kind of amazing because it's the same code, right? Like the formatter will never change the code itself. It just changes the spacing around it. But I guess to your point, like the space does change the aesthetic impact of reading the code. I think there's a thing about... I know Prettier is super opinionated about the formatting that it does. Dave, as a person who appreciates formatting, are you okay with a formatting standard that you may or may not agree with, but because it's just a standard that someone else decided to call it a standard, that you would just continue to move on with your life and just use prettier in that sense? Or are you of the class where it should start, should be plain as day, and then as code comes in, we discuss what things, what patterns we want to follow in our formatter. I love a sane set of defaults that like just gets you going. I had never really used a Mac for development until I started at Stride. I had used Linux before and I thought like, this is what I love. I really enjoy using Linux. But then I realized that Linux was like the ultimate in customizability And I had to set up my drivers, I had to apply the patch, I had to configure this and that. And generally, I would say OS X is more leaning on the side of prettier in the tooling option where it's like, okay, things just kind of work. And the philosophy that people make tools for that platform too is like, it's just going to work. And that's kind of nice. You do have that customizability and you can break out and mess around with it. Well, so that's the thing with formatters like Prettier is that you can't customize. That's part of their philosophy. If you go and open a GitHub issue on Prettier and you say, hey, I think that this one particular formatting choice that Prettier makes is bad and I want to be able to customize it so that it does it differently, they will close your ticket. That's just standard. They're like, nope, we're not going to do that. See the prettier philosophy. We don't do customization. Well, hold on. I think they might have changed that though. Because I believe that the prettier standard you can't change. I think that that is difficult. Here's an example I think I've seen. JavaScript. We all love JavaScript, right? Can we all agree that JavaScript is the top five, your greatest language of all times? <laughs> Let's just say five. yes and move on. <laughs> it's, I mean... <laughs> 
It's definitely in the top five, I guess. Yeah. That's a lot. So, you know, for some reason, there are people on the planet and I've grown accustomed to this. You know, I don't want to use semicolons anymore. And I think semicolons are dumb. Why don't you use semicolons? (laughs) My other top four languages don't use semicolons. So, why do I need them? And your prettier file, you can change it. It's like, hey, make sure you ensure that there are no semicolons. And you can now add that to, I think it's the prettier RC file, Mm. in which you can then change it. And then you can have certain things. Or another fancy one that often gets argued at teams that I've seen is the trailing comma, where if you have a key value pair that has a new line on the last item, do you add a comma to it? And some people really like it because if you leave the comma there at the trailing comma, then it allows you to add a new line without disrupting the git diff with two lines and just adds the one. Some people like that. And you can definitely change that in Prettier now. I think it was really strict before, William, but I think they might have softened up, I guess, allow you to make the little changes you want to do. It's actually the opposite. No. They used to be soft and then they got hard. Oh, wow. Those customizations are grandfathered in for backwards compatibility and they no longer add new ones. Uh, so if you go to the okay. prettier.io website, they say the option philosophy, there's like a section of the wiki on this. Prettier has a few options because of options history in bold, but we don't want more of them. And then uh, they have a whole page where they talk about why they will not add any options. I was wrong the whole time. Oh, Ladies a, and gentlemen, don't listen a, to there's me. There's a lot ever. of... <laughs> Emojis on this page. There is a lot of emojis on this page. Yeah. It's like the rocket and the thinking emoji. That's a good one. That's always a good one. Yeah. So I think the idea of having it super, super strict, I think what Dave mentioned before, like if you have it super strict and then you can talk about the changes that you can make, I think that's probably one way to do it. And then the other way is like, hey, if you get a lot of call outs in your PR because you don't have a formatter, raise that as a team and figure out which format of options is beneficial to the team to continue moving forward. But I think there are just some things, William, as you mentioned, like the idea that people are going to write code the way that they write code. And it's like expressive in that regard, regardless of whether they use a trailing comma or like semicolons, like that's how code gets written. And I think a machine coming over and swiping all your changes to make it look uniform destroys the uniqueness of the code that you added. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is one of the differences between formatters and linters, is that linters provide a high degree of customization for teams that have preferences about their style. And formatters, in their philosophy, like the whole reason that the Python formatter is called black is from Henry Ford's Model T car. You can have it in any color you like, so long as it's black. There is no customization. That's part of the philosophy. The idea is we should be able to parse your code into an AST and then print it back out consistently. And as long as the printout is consistent and correct, meaning that it doesn't break your code, then that's good enough. And we don't need to worry about whether or not it looks prettier, which I think is kind of an ironic given the naming choice that the JavaScript formatter picked. (laughs) (laughs) Hindsight, I guess. But I mean, that's interesting though. So like, is there any reason why you would want to use a formatter and a linter? I think so. I think that formatters are really good 
for style choices that can be automated. But linters are much more powerful than that, though. I mean, because they don't actually auto-correct your code, they can detect problems that just require judgment in order to fix. Cyclomatic complexity, you can have a linter rule that the cyclomatic complexity score has to be below a certain number. That's a thing where there's no way to teach a formatter how to fix it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. You need to figure out how to extract a method or simplify your code in some way. Yeah, and I guess there are also correctness or common bugs that you might have, unused variables and things like that, that the code formatter is going to apply all the spaces, tabs, and line breaks that it wants to it, but it's not going to actually change the code. Or even suggest that that code could be a problem for you. I have a question. Is there no formatter for Ruby? Is that in the Ruby philosophy that Ruby should not be formatted? I'm having a hard time trying to find a formatter that is heavily supported. I don't think there is one. I think that there are like a couple of quirks about the Ruby community that have sort of insulated it from the blessing slash curse that is formatting. Right. I think the Ruby community really prides itself on there being more than one right way to do a thing. There are some methods in Ruby, like map versus collect. They just do the exact same thing. And the idea is there's more than one right way to do it. And that's pretty antithetical to the formatter philosophy. And then also the Ruby community tends to adopt an open source project. You get like a huge amount of community support for existing open source projects. So people just kind of added an auto format option to RuboCop, which was already the main linter, and then just started using it for formatting. It's not a proper formatter the way that black and prettier are, where it's like super heavily opinionated, not customizable. We just parse the AST and print it back out for you, and we're stuck with what you're stuck with. Yeah, I'm looking at the stars on GitHub, and RuboCop has 11,000 stars. And then there's a project called Rufo, a formatter for Ruby that has 600 stars, and a plugin for Prettier for Ruby that has 900 stars. But RuboCop's great. Like, it's so good. I remember the first time I was learning Ruby on our first project together, William. And we were like messing around with RuboCop. And I was just blown away with how good it is at fixing a lot of the problems automatically, which working more with Python, the linters don't really have that kind of helpful feature so much. And RuboCop is the most customizable. There are thousands of different cops you can choose from. Yeah, I think RuboCop is pretty in-depth with the amount of things you could change in it. I think maybe, as you mentioned, William, before, like the Ruby community has thought of the expression of writing code to be more important than the format of that code. I could respect that. I'm sorry, William. I think I'm still going to use formatters in the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just advocated it on my current project that we add one and made a story for it and implemented it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the idea that Ruby doesn't have one is pretty cool because of it being able to express the way you write. The way you write code is the way you write it. And you can answer a solution many different ways, as William said. I wish formatters were 
more introduced. I've been mentoring some students on how to program and they always get caught up with the tabs and it makes me cringe that I see like, oh, they added three spaces and two and like don't really know. Oh my God. No, I ain't seen that. I don't want to be that guy, but you're making me be that guy. Yeah, exactly. That's like the hard part. Yeah. I understand why your code editor doesn't automatically do it like right from the start. But it's such a small thing to learn when you're thinking about programming for the first time. But it's really important because you want to make sure that their coding hygiene is okay enough to understand the tabs, the spaces within their code makes sense. But I definitely understand why formatters exist. But I also understand why it's not automatically turned on when you open up VS Code, for example. I didn't even think about that whole possibility. When William was giving his pitch about the elegance and the choice that you have to express yourself without a formatter through the white space that you put on the page. But that darkest timeline is so dark. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine three spaces rather than two or four, bro. And like getting away with that. Like 100p. When I'm working with a junior developer, I absolutely make them set up the formatter in their editor. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to be responsible for what I do to you (laughs) if you continue. Exactly. (laughs) Gonna be like going to therapy. I think uh, formatters can be good, but I have to look at that at a different lens now. I think I'm not going to be super finicky in how people write code, but I'll ask them why they think that's good. And that'll be an inspiring conversation. That's pretty interesting. And then you run Um, the formatter and then it just erases all their uniqueness from the world, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we had set this up as an awkward style debate because I feel like I would have won. Everyone's convinced. Although maybe not entirely. I don't know. (laughs) As much as I love the elegance of you writing the code the way you have it, nah. Run it through the formatter. (laughs) It has to be uniform. Dave, what you mentioned before, uniformity is important as well. I think people are going to bring their different styles of programming and then we all agree on a format for us to do that. I will nitpick your variable names though still. Yeah, the the format (laughs) is not going to help you with that. So that's good. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.